Yesterday in the meditation instructions and in the Dharma talk, Bonnie talked about how to work with uh, these five hindering energies that the Buddha said can obstruct our meditation and weaken wisdom if we don't know how to relate to them skillfully. So in the instructions today, we're going to extend that field of mindfulness to take in, in addition to the five hindrances, the whole area of moods, emotions, and states of mind. So I want to talk a little bit about the vocabulary that I'm using here. These, all these terms, say mood, emotion, state of mind, are all pointing to experiences that happen on the mental level. Uh, but they, they have a little bit different uh, significance, maybe. So a mood is an emotion that's kind of light and a little bit in the background. I don't know if you ever notice, sometimes you wake up from a dream, and even though the images of the dream may not be clear, there's some kind of lingering feeling from the dream. It's kind of like a pervasive or ongoing mood. So sometimes we'll pick up one of those from different places. It could be a mood of being a little nostalgic. You could be feeling just a little blue. There could be a mood of being pleased, waking up and seeing a sunny day. There could be a sense of a little bit of apprehension, just not sure how the day is going to unfold, which of course we never know. But they tend to be light, uh, kind of cloudy and in the background. Not as strong, say, as a clear emotion. So one level up from that, what we call emotions, the whole field of, of affect, would include things like uh, feelings of happiness, feelings of sadness, feeling of joy or love, a feeling of fear or anger, feeling of loneliness, feeling of compassion. So these are stronger expressions that come into the heart and mind. And you notice how Bonnie used those terms together a lot last night, heart-mind or mind-heart. The word in Pali is citta, and this is the third foundation of mindfulness. To me, I think the best translation in one word might be psyche. The psyche contains both thoughts, emotions, moods, a whole range of experiences. So this is the area we're moving into today, the whole range of the third foundation, moods and emotions. And then this third term that I'll use, states of mind or mind states, is, is the broadest. It encompasses moods and emotions, but it also extends to what I'd call subtle meditative states that aren't so familiar to Western culture necessarily. So states like uh, mindfulness, concentration, calm, equanimity. These states that are developed out of our deepening mindfulness we also want to take in, in this third foundation, and we'll include those in states of mind or mind states. They're usually quite subtle, and it takes some learning to tune in and to recognize them. And some of them are similar. You know, the difference between calm, concentration, and equanimity may not be clear until you've practiced with them all for a while. So, uh, in the instructions this morning, I want to go through kind of a review of what we've covered so far in a way that I hope will make it clear how you can be practicing. Sometimes when we toss a lot of different instructions at you over days, 
people say, what am I supposed to do? Just tell me what I'm supposed to do and I'll do it. So this morning, I'm going to tell you what I think you could do. (laughs) It's not what you have to do. Because a lot of you have come in with a practice you're familiar with. Or you may be doing a specific practice that you've talked about with your teacher and that's fine. But I'm going to suggest one path that I hope will be a clear set of instructions for you to follow if you'd like. So please begin by sitting comfortably. And also at the same time upright, finding this balance that we've talked about. If you can, begin with a mental attitude of relaxation as though your work is already done right now. You just have to be here and feel what's here. No real task to accomplish. You're not trying to get from here to there. You're just trying to get more here. However here is, is fine. We may notice a certain mood, may notice the body being a certain way, may notice certain thoughts that have come along from just before. That's all fine. And just relaxing into the experience of being here now. and letting the body relax as much as possible. Letting the forehead be smoothed. Let the eyes be soft. The jaw can be dropped and the shoulders can be let go. The belly can be soft and the hands don't need to be tight. So first, just settling your awareness into this experience of the body and sitting. The mind is relaxed. The body is relaxed as possible. And then letting the attention open in a wide way to take in all the sounds that are coming and going. Sounds all around you, front and back, left and right. Notice that hearing doesn't require any special effort. But if you just rest in the present moment, all the sounds are known spontaneously. All you have to do is be present and receive.
And then bringing the attention back into the body, letting the attention still stay very receptive. And now receiving all the sensations connected with breathing. Each in-breath feels a certain way in the body. What does that feel like? The out-breath feels different. How does that feel? We don't need to control the breath. We don't need to make it long or short shallow or deep, and just letting the breath come and go as it will, and we're just there to feel it, to know it. Some people like to feel the breath at the tip of the nose others at the belly or the chest. Or sometimes you like to feel the breath through the whole body, staying in touch with the whole body and feeling the impact throughout. All these are fine. So generally what we've been recommending is that one of these three styles, body posture, sounds, or breath, become kind of an anchor for your sitting practice. And what that means is if there's nothing else special going on, you have a comfortable place for your attention to come back to, to rest in, Or if the mindfulness has been interrupted by a stretch of thinking, a comfortable place to reconnect to. So let's say that you're practicing in this way. If nothing special is going on, you're with your anchor, body, sounds, breath. And as you're doing that, other things will naturally take your attention. That's what it means when an experience is predominant. Something arises that naturally draws your attention. Could be a sound, could be another body sensation, ache in the knee, pleasant feeling in the chest. So when you become aware of that new object, that new sensation, Let that become your meditation focus. Easily let go of your anchor and let the attention begin to relate to this new experience. For a sensation in the body, connecting with its bare physical nature. You don't need to make a concept, but just feeling its elemental quality. Is it pulsing or vibrating? 
or tingling or itching? Is it warm or cool? Is it pressing or stabbing? Is it heavy or light? Is it aching or throbbing? Letting the attention stay with that object, letting the mindfulness be established there for as long as that sensation seems strong, seems to naturally draw the attention. At some point it may fade or the attention will be drawn to some new arising, new sensation. If a sensation is strong, you could be with it for most of a meditation period. If it's somewhat fleeting, you might only be with it for five or 10 seconds. Either way is fine. When the attention lets go of that sensation, you could return to your anchor. Or there could be a new sensation that draws the attention and becomes predominant. Then easily moving to that, letting the mindfulness be established there. And then from time to time, the attention will be drawn to the mood or emotion or mind state that's present. There's always some state of mind that's present. A lot of times we don't pay attention to it, but there's always something there. You might just check right in this moment, what is the mood, emotion, or state of mind? Could be a light emotional flavor, could be a strong emotion, could be one of the meditative states like calm or equanimity. Just to notice there is always some state of mind going on. So from time to time, that arena will come into the foreground. You'll notice, oh, this is what's happening now, a mood, emotion, or mind state. So when that happens, making that new experience the focus for mindfulness. So it could be one of the five hindrance energies, sense desire, aversion, sleepiness, restlessness, or doubt. Could be a subtle mood, nostalgia, apprehension. Could be a strong emotion, joy, love, anxiety. Could be recognizing the meditative state of interest. These states of mind are not always so easy to pay attention to because they're they're so light. When you check with the mood in the mind, can feel very cloud-like, insubstantial. So if you connect with it, and then it's hard to sustain the attention, that's fine. You can return to the anchor and notice what's predominant. But if the emotion is strong, 
it will have an impact in the body. So with emotions like fear or anger, strong happiness or joy, feel where it's expressing in the body. Let your attention go to the bodily sensations and let that be the place where you feel both the sensations and the mood or emotion. What you'll see is that there are two different aspects with a strong emotion. There's a physical expression through the body, which are certain sensations. And there's the coloring or mood or flavor that's in the mind. And that's, you might say, the pure mental quality of the mood or emotion. With difficult emotions, it's really helpful to use that acronym of RAIN that Bonnie talked about. To recognize or name it. To allow or accept. To become interested and investigate. And to see it as nature with non-identification. As we become familiar with the difficult emotions, we see we don't have to be afraid to feel them. We can totally allow ourselves to let them in, touch them with mindfulness, envelop them with mindfulness, penetrate them with mindfulness. They can't harm us as long as we're aware. And then we notice they all have the nature to pass away. We don't have to make them go away because their nature will be to pass away. Open, feel them, recognize, allow, and let them go when they go. And then either return to the anchor or the next thing that's predominant. Breath, sound, sensation, emotion, or mood. In this way, the meditation is quite natural. It's like an organic product. You just let the attention go where it will and you notice where it's going. You establish your mindfulness there. If nothing special is happening, there's always your anchor to come back to and restabilize.
what's happening in this moment. Where's the attention drawn? And can mindfulness be established just in relation to that natural part of our experience?
So this meditation on uh, emotions and states of minds is, is quite an important one for a number of different reasons. One is we get to know this inner terrain. We learn how to direct the mind, to shape the mind, and cultivate the wholesome mind states, abandon the unwholesome better. And also because the difficult mind states are responsible for a lot of our suffering in life. I mean, you might say all of our suffering comes from the difficult mind states. Even the process of relating with illness and physical pain, aging and death. It's really about the emotions that those things evoke that is the real difficulty. So learning to become mindful offers us a huge opportunity for freedom in relation to these states. And it's one of the biggest ways to open up greater happiness and ease in living. So I really encourage you to uh, start to work with these states directly, learn the terrain, learn what's in that box, which is the human nature on the emotional level. Things we all share. Sometimes people, when they're introduced to this meditation, think they should be having strong emotions or the meditation isn't happening. It's not true. paths progress in really different ways. Some people's practice is very emotional. Some people's practice is not very emotional at all. Both are fine. It's very individual. So if you're not having strong emotions, it doesn't mean that it's not working. It can be working just fine. And then take a look at what is there. This might be the state of calm. And according to the Buddha, calm was a pretty good thing. So you can appreciate that. Okay, we have um, time for a few questions. I'm going to do something a little different with the questions this morning. I've noticed over the last few days I've been having difficulty hearing some of the questions when they're from the back or the voices are soft. So I'm going to ask if you'd like to ask a question that you do it through a mic. And Jared has kindly offered to be our mic runner. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.